Nearly three months have passed since the US pulled out of the international nuclear agreement with Iran, known as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, or JCPOA. The move has piled yet more economic pressure on Tehran. The Europeans have sought to salvage the deal by exploring ways of protecting EU-based companies from US sanctions. With me to assess the current state of play is Freddie Kleiner, an Alico sanctions specialist. Freddie, let's start with a bit of background. Why did the US pull out of the JCPOA? Well, this is a decision which came as no surprise. President Trump has been critical of the deal since it was agreed between Iran, the five permanent members of the UN Security Council, and Germany way back in October 2015. During his election campaign, Trump even called the agreement the worst deal ever. He has argued that the JCPOA does little to stem Iran's interference in the Middle East, nor address its ballistic missile program. Additionally, Trump has repeated concerns that the deal only limits the country's uranium enrichment capacity and construction of heavy water reactors until 2031. And since he came to power 18 months ago, Trump's anti-deal rhetoric has continued. He has consistently threatened to rip up the deal unless the JCPOA partners fix what he deems to be serious flaws. His most prominent warning came in October last year when he insisted that the restrictions on the country's nuclear program should be made permanent. Did the JCPOA open the door for foreign investment in Iran? There have been some major investments from European companies. The most notable of these have been in the energy sector, with Total's deal last July to develop Iran's South Pars field, the world's largest gas field, an investment which could be between 1 and 5 billion US dollars. And there have also been investments in the renewable energy sector, such as Sagar Energy's $2.9 billion deal to build a 2 gigawatt solar plant. However, in the main, Western investment hasn't met Iranian expectations. Many companies, including European ones which have some US operations, see investing in Iran as too risky due to the non-nuclear related US sanctions on Iran. These might be breached A through dollar denominated transactions and B through deals with Iranian companies whose opaque ownership structures mask the involvement of sanctioned individuals. However, some major American and EU companies, such as Boeing and Airbus, have been able to conduct deals in Iran as a result of sanctions exemptions. And more positively for Iran, exports of oil have reached pre-sanctions levels, with traditional customers including China, India, South Korea and Japan. Overall though, ordinary Iranians feel they've derived little benefit from the JCPOA, and despite an increase in FDI and a surge in economic growth following the signing of the deal, unemployment does remain high. A third of Iranians continue to live below the poverty line. And recently there have been protests over inequality and the use of government funds to support Iranian proxies across the Middle East. Last month, Iran saw its largest demonstrations since 2012. The Europeans objected to the US move. What are they doing to minimise the risk for EU-based businesses that still want to invest in Iran? The EU have attempted to tackle the threat of US sanctions in several ways. Initially, it requested that the financial, healthcare and energy industries be exempt from the reimposition of US sanctions on Iran. However, with this request formally rejected by the US earlier this month, the European Commission has been working on ways to counter the impact of the soon-to-be-introduced American measures. One consists of activating a blocking statute forbidding EU persons from complying with US sanctions. This statute also allows companies to recover any resulting damages and protects them from related foreign court judgments. Another measure aims to build non-dollar denominated finance lines 
between the Iranian central bank and its European counterparts. The EU wants small and medium-sized enterprises to be able to transfer large sums of euros to Iran as a means of conducting business there, and thus bypassing the US financial system. Is the European strategy likely to bear fruit? Well, it appears that this strategy may work for SMEs, but larger corporations dealing in Iran are unlikely to attempt to circumvent Iranian sanctions unless they have specific waivers. For example, Total said in May that it would pull out of the South Pars gas field development unless it was granted such an exemption. And since SMEs only represent a small fraction of business undertaken in Iran by European companies, the impact of American measures on EU trade with Iran will be significant. What options do the Iranians have now? Are they likely to turn to Russia and China for investment? The Iranians do have several options. However, they may not be a substitute for the loss of Western business. They're likely to turn to China, which has made significant investments in Iran as part of President Xi's One Belt, One Road policy to establish a trading network across Eurasia. Beijing is reportedly ready to invest $50 billion in Iran's energy industry, but Iran will need to be wary of racking up debts to China a big concern for many of Beijing's economic partners. There has also been some discussion that countries heavily reliant on Iranian crude, such as India, may be allowed to continue importing. However, even if in the short term the US were to allow such exemptions, President Trump's long-term strategy is to reduce such imports to zero. Indeed, Indian companies have already begun cutting crude shipments from Iran. Between May and June, these fell by just over 15%. Thanks for your insights, Freddie. And that ends our latest podcast. If you would like to subscribe to Alico's Sanctions Guide or have any sanctions-related questions, please contact Alico's Director of Research, James Burkett. His email is jbirkett at alico.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.